0: It's GBU Monday, and wouldn't you know, Florida State, it might be time that we talk about Mike Norvell. Could a possible play call cost this man his job? It's safe to say people are starting to have those conversations, and Kitten Gibbs is here to keep it going. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and I am joined by Kenton Gibbs here of Locked on Wolfpack podcast. And we come to you each and every Monday to talk about good, bad and ugly for ACC football season. And of course, we talk about the Atlantic Division because that is what Kenton is a part of. And then on Tuesdays, we have Coastal Conversations with J.J. Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils. So we have Kenton Gibbs here to give us a little rundown of all things good, bad, and ugly when it comes to those Atlantic Division teams. Kenton, how are you feeling?
1: I feel great. I Honestly, I feel great. Uh, not just because State pulled off a, a very improbable comeback last Saturday, but you know, Everything is everything. I, I truly can't complain. It's always a great time being on this show. So I feel I feel great.
0: 100% in big numbers for quarterback Mr. Chambers. You know, QB1 doing the dang thing. All the playbooks in his hands, and we're good to go. NC State, no need to worry, no need to stress. Am I right?
1: You think you're okay. fine? You think you're a kicker, a
0: it yeah. all makes it all makes sense here in just a minute when we go over good, bad, and ugly. But want to start with the good here. Of course, we are looking at some pretty stellar, or you know, less than stellar performances by some of these ranked Division teams. So we can start with the good, right? I will say the good. Louisville picked up an ACC win, and they did so in formidable fashion. And beating Virginia, while Virginia is not having a great season, it's still a positive for Louisville that's desperate to find a reason to keep Satterfield.
1: Very much so. Very much, again, I said the Satterfield put them in a very interesting pickle of do you keep them for the recruiting class or do you let them go, whatever the case may be. And like you know, the Louisville fans said they will not be held hostage by a recruiting class. Okay, I don't, I don't know if y'all know what I know about college football, but I'm gonna tell you. Teams have been held hostage for less than an entire recruiting class. They've been held hostage for a singular recruit. So maybe, possibly, I know a little something, but uh like I said, Satterfield keeps putting them in this pickle where, you know, beating this Virginia team is not like a great thing, but it's something you had to do. Something you absolutely had to do. And if you didn't, there was there was gonna be some trouble. There was gonna be some, there was gonna be uh, the pitchforks were gonna come out. The pitchforks and a little. Tiki torches, we're going to come on out, okay? And it's, it's ironic that I said that about uh, beating the team in Charlottesville, but that's another story for another time. Long story <laughs> short, it wouldn't have been a good situation. I think he this would have been his last game if he lost it, but he did what he needed to do. He gets to coach this ball team another week.
0: Now, what's crazy is a lot of people were saying this win or loss, there was no terms of his job being in jeopardy and it didn't matter. He was good to go, which of course it's all, they all say that nicely until you see the final score and you have a conversation post game. So we've seen coaches who have had votes of confidence get fired after big losses, despite having a, it wasn't going to happen moment from their higher ups.
1: You know you're you're a Raleigh native, right? I'm I'm mm-hmm. currently living in the state of North Carolina. Didn't Tepper say that uh, Matt Rue's job was safe through the end of this season? He he, he, did. that, he he said that. He said that. Oh, pre- okay.
0: I'm pretty confident. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, 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 just just making sure. Does Matt Rue have uh, open for hiring on his LinkedIn account? Does he got the little green banner? I think he does. <laughs> I think he does now. So I'm just saying, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, okay, everybody Everybody is all, yeah, we weren't going to fire him. No chance we were going to fire him. Tucks away separation agreement. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't going to do that, you know, regardless of what happened this game.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also very telling and good for Louisville to win without Malik Cunningham, a person who clearly is the heart and soul of that team. But despite him not being available, they were able to pull something off, which, you know, not for nothing, I would have written them off completely without Malik Cunningham being on that field. And having Doman step up in big ways and put up over 275 yards, it's it's great to see them try their best and really play for coach, right? I think at the end of the day, that was a gutsy, I'm playing for coach kind of performance. Absolutely.
1: I 1000% I agree. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It was definitely that. It was it was definitely one of those moments where this team made it, excuse me, this team made it very clear. They played with a type of desperation and an urgency to show like, yes, Virginia came out, punched them in the mouth a little bit. But I'll tell you what, from that second quarter forward, it was all Louisville, all over them. and And you could tell that there was a sense of like, we need this. Uh, happening there and again this this virginia team ain't great not by any means i don't know what you know brendan armstrong and and devin leary both went missing this year they both just took a time off and say hey we've done the work the hayes in the barn but it's a win that still was needed so they've yeah, done their 100%. job that's all that matters
0: 34 17 victory for the cardinals we move on what is your good for gb monday
1: do you know how many divisions not conferences, how many divisions within conferences or entire conferences as a whole have not, I'm sorry, for conferences that don't have divisions, how many have three teams in the top 15?
0: Zero. But ACC?
1: There are three. Mm
0: -hmm. There is
1: the Big Ten East. They have uh, I believe it is Michigan, um, Ohio State, and Penn State. All three of them are in the top 10. Uh, You've got the Pac-12 with uh, USC, UCLA, and uh, I believe, I, I want to say Oregon is in there as well. I could be wrong there, but I believe that's the case. Um, but you go back and look at what we got in terms of the ACC Atlantic, you got Clemson, you got got NC State, and you've got Wake Forest, three teams at the top of the It's beautiful to see that regardless of what you say about, oh, well, you know, NC State won and moved down the spot or, Uh, Wake Forest blew out army who cares this army you know the Boston College has been terrible all year and Clemson did their normal thing they're struggling for two and a half quarters before they turn it on doesn't matter all three teams got wins all three teams got wins and I was torn between whether it was going to be this or the fact that every Atlantic team that was not playing another Atlantic team won their football games uh this this Saturday but you know except Virginia Tech of course because you know Virginia Tech.
0: Virginia but Tech is in the Virginia Tech's in the coastal.
1: Virginia Tech is in the Atlantic. They're in the coastal.
0: Virginia Tech is in the oh, coastal.
1: Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Every Atlantic team won every every Atlantic team won their games. Sorry. You're right. We did not play Virginia Tech every year. They're definitely in the coastal. I was very wrong there. So yeah, every Atlantic team won their games, unless they were playing against another Atlantic team. So that's exciting for me as well um i'm my bad for the acc faux pas y'all i'm sorry i'm sorry but yeah the atlantic it, it was between those two but honestly having three teams in the top 15 this late in the season is this is the type of stuff that elevates us as a conference this is the type of stuff that gets those national slots this is the type of stuff that gets college game day and all that that's this is how you get it done
0: yeah, absolutely agree. Listen, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who also have your back and here's why I love it. Uh with 24% for 24/7 professional monitoring simply saves agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency even if you're not at home or can't be reached their monitoring experts Use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system from your home in just a few minutes at Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Take 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive modeling plan and get your first month free. Visit SimplySafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack GBU Monday. Of course, we talk about the good, bad, and ugly from the Atlantic Division teams here. And then we go over the coast on Tuesdays. Now, when you're talking about some of the bad, right, of course, we have to mention the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, Boston College had all the things to have a really great special night and just couldn't get it done. They got it done for like a quarter, 1.5 quarters. But then when it was all said and done, just, you know, the flaws exposed themselves, and it was pretty much Clemson all the time. Positive, they came out with good spirits, you know, positive. But still, at the end of the day, that, to me, was the game that we wanted to see a little more fight from Boston College. Like, there was moments, there was flashes, but I wish I had seen a little more fight from an offensive put point from the board standpoint.
1: Um, I agree. I agree that this Boston College team, I think what – Again, they they went through the normal process of, of playing Clemson this year, which is the game's going to be tight early because you're going to stop them, they're going to stop you, and then you're going to keep it close and you're going to keep it close, and then at some point in time in that second half, the floodgates are going to open if you haven't put up some points already, and that's you know that's what happened. The floodgates open late um, because when you look at that game, I believe at halftime it was like ten to ten to three or. 10-7, something along those lines. And so, you know, you're looking at a one possession game, one and a half, and then even going out of the third, you're, you're looking at a game that's still relatively close. And then all of a sudden, you look up in that fourth quarter, and boom, the, the doors have been blown. Yep, so it was 10-3 to three after the first half, 17-3 to three at the end of the third quarter, and then all of a sudden, the doors just get blown off late. And, you know, this, uh, this Boston College team, Again, I'm not going to say that they should have never fired Adazio. I'm not going to say that because it was time. <laughs> but I'm not sure that Halfley was the guy for the job. I'm just – I'm not fully sold on that.
0: I think that, you know, he, he has a vote of confidence that you could have given him an extended grace because of the circumstances with which he was hired and how what he had to deal with in his first couple of years. But it seems like this was supposed to be the breakout year, and it hasn't broken out at all. It's almost regressed a little bit. And to have someone like Isaiah Flowers be so committed and so loyal to your program and not really ha- allow him to be successful because your offensive line is just terrible. When the transport portal now is just run in the mill you can pick who you want and slice them and dice them. It's really an indictment on coach. Like that was a poor decision on his part, not to go and grab some guys that can absolutely help build your COVID and give him time. Like I think about, North Carolina and Rainer from Miami who ended up transferring and going North Carolina that's helped tremendously in ways for uh, North Carolina's offensive line and just all the guys who like you know I love my trenches guys I think that was a missed opportunity for Happily.
1: You know I, I think the most interesting thing again I know Zay Flower got to be crying and throwing up looking at Addison crying having all that growing fun. Growing up <laughs> <laughs> looking at Addison having all that fun out there in LA talk about he he got I heard he got a three million dollar I ain't get no three million dollars to stay up here in Chestnut Hill I ain't getting nothing like that and my quarterback don't know how to throw the ball no more I don't know what happened he forgot how to, I just, this is a tough time but seriously um the the Boston that we're seeing this is rough this is a very rough iteration of it and um you know I Part of me kind of feels for Boston College fans because this is like, it's like, I as a Lions fan, I went through the thing of being like a middling good team. You know, we had Jim Caldwell and everybody was like, oh, he's a good coach and the team is doing well. But there were certain fans that were like, we need more. We need more winning. We need less reliance on match that. We need more of these things. And then we went out and got a new coach. And that new coach took us to the bottom, straight to the bottom. Not anywhere but yeah. the bottom. And at this
0: point, you're kind of like, stop the bleeding, and I don't see an end in sight because you got to play Wake Forest next week. Then you got to play, you know, UConn, which is a gimme, but you got to play Duke after that, who's having a surprisingly good season. You have to play NC State. You got to play Notre Dame, and you got to end your year with Syracuse, who's also a top 20 team. So, like, where does the upset, the good win, the win that keeps you confident and happy come from? Because uh, when I'm looking at this list, the only one that makes me say, "Okay, maybe we can actually give him some kudos is if you beat Syracuse, who, not likely, if you beat a Duke, which everyone's going to say, well, I mean, it's Duke. I don't see anybody else on this list that's challenging for them or a team that if they don't upset, everyone won't be like, whoop-de-woo, halfway's the guy.
1: I'll tell you what, if they lose to Duke, people are going to be looking at them super crazy. Listen. I don't, think I, don't, this is the
0: year. I don't think this is the year to look at people crazy for be, for Duke beating them.
1: Here's the thing. I know that you're really hard on the Duke train. I know you are. I know. Listen, I get it. I don't mind it. And There's no, nothing personal here. It's the like, proof is in
0: the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. I'm on the train because the proof is in but the that's,
1: pudding. That's the point. The proof is in the pudding. They lost to a Georgia Tech team that has an interim head coach. The proof is in the pudding.
0: Well, we knew that Jeff Collins was the reason, right? We can be honest about that.
1: Yeah, now, now that he's gone, it's it's clear that he was the problem. But <laughs> even beyond Jeff Collins, even beyond Jeff Collins now, I mean can they almost a- won
0: that game, but okay.
1: Sure, sure, but almost only counting on horseshoes. Close only counts on horseshoes. You That's cannot, fair. you cannot, not it, not just off name alone, but the fact that there are multiple teams in the Atlantic that like would easily win the coastal. Like there are multiple teams in the Atlantic. I think the top four teams in the Atlantic, if any one of them. Were to go over to the Coastal, they become the favorites like that, like that. So, you know, there's – I mean, I, I I get it. I understand that there's COVID and there's all the things and all that. But you know who else had to deal with COVID? Clemson. You know who else had to deal with COVID? NC State. You know who else had to deal with COVID? Wake Forest. You know who else had to deal – everybody had
0: to deal with it. Everybody. But it you also there. know who else has benefited from Transfer Portal? A lot of teams. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of teams have had to pick up litter to find the right people. You know what else has helped people? NIL deals. And I know that Zay Flowers probably signed a whopping deal. Like there's a lot of money in Boston. Like let's keep it a book. So he's not hurting. I'm sure. But at the end of the day, you got to put the pieces around guy playmakers to be successful, and that starts in the trenches. And that's just a failed opportunity on Halfley's part.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my, my ugly for the week is, bad. I mean, bad. I'm it's sorry, bad. My, bad, my bad for the week had to be amended because it was originally going to be, um, it was originally going to be Virginia Tech, uh, being the only Atlantic team to lose. And then I realized they weren't in the Atlantic. Thanks a lot. Candace. Um, help, the children. So, help
0: the children, father. Help the children. So
1: I'm going to move my, uh, ugly up to bad here in that, um, another illegal hit against Devin Leary gets him hurt. I mean, you've got to feel for the guy, even if you're not a Wolfpack fan, you know, the last time that he basically missed a a majority of the season, it was because he slid and got hit late, broke his leg. This time that he gets hurt, uh, he's, he's throwing a ball and, and the defender goes and hits him up around his head and neck and he hurts his shoulder. You really got to feel for him. It's just, it's so tough. And even as a defender, I'm a guy who like understands the whole player safety argument, and and Devin Leary is the poster child for this. Is what happens if quarterbacks are not protected. We will see more situations where I mean, NC State after Devin Leary got hurt completed one pass for negative five yards.
0: <laughs> it's not going to help you much going through the rest of the season.
1: Objectively speaking, that was not entertaining football to watch for a vast majority of people. Yeah. And we all know that football is a business. Even college football, it's a business. And you're catering to the casual fan because the diehard fans are going to be there regardless. The casual fan wants to see offense. They want to see points. They do not want to see nine to three. You know, they don't want to see what what we saw with uh, the Colts and the Broncos on last Thursday night football. They don't want to see that. That's not what they want to see. The diehard doesn't want to see that, to be honest. I mean, I don't think the diehards have that much. They don't want to see it. That they don't. Terrible. I'm gonna tell you terrible. this. I'm gonna tell you this. The diehard doesn't want to see it, but the diehard will watch it anyway because they're the diehard. They're gonna watch it anyway because there's football on TV. You want the casual fan? That's the dollar you got to work for, and you don't get it when quarterbacks are out and you know you've got backups who are you know just running the ball every time. Serviceable. Yeah, but he wasn't
0: even serviceable. Like, let's keep it a buck. Okay, now
1: watch out now. Not too much. On, he wasn't much. serviceable. Not, if you, not too if much. You
0: can't throw, okay. okay.
1: The man is a walk-on. The man okay. is a walk-on, okay? He better
0: walk he better walk to figure out. He better be in practice every night, run, figuring out how to throw if he want to have any sort of end of the season. Because let's be real, there's still a fighting chance with help that NC State could potentially be Atlantic Division champions. So you can't do that with he's, one leg willing, okay, like one arm school. willing.
1: First of all, Devin Leary is day-to-day, so let's start there. Let's start there. He's day-to-day. He's day-to-day. So. But I
0: will say about Devin Leary, add to your point of it sucks that he has to go through, this, sure. But it just is a cherry on a very tough season already. Like, it yes. doesn't help that he's already had a very tough season and trying to fight his way through. That is going to be extremely challenging. You know what?
1: I'm gonna tell you what, uh, Devin Leary coming off injury is 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 always a tough out. So, you know, maybe that'll get his mojo back, maybe that'll get his swagger back, you know what I mean, coming off injury a little bit. You know, maybe he walks through the tunnel and 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 in uh up in Syracuse and in the carrier dome, and is like, boys, I'm back. We got this thing. And he returns to form from last year. But uh this is that that's my bad, because that's just it's it's just so unfortunate to see that again. The, he's the poster child for the refs and player safety. That's you got it right there.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about the ugly because, of course, there always is that when it comes to our GBU Mondays. But first, you want to talk about bet online because, unfortunately, I uh, lost a little bit of money. I had, I had an opportunity, but let me down. But that's okay. We can always bounce back with new, new week and new betting. And I, every time I do decide to put a little money down, I always use betonline.net. That is your number one source for football betting info this season. No, find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. It's the fastest, easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB postseason, which, sorry, that's, that's a tough out, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. I mean, I'm not a really big baseball head here, but, damn, that's got to be tough to have like a really good season and just blow it when it's all said and done hate it for you New York Mets but you know life life goes on we're talking with Kenton Gibbs here of Locked on Wolfpack finishing up the show GBU Monday talking about the ugly I think we have the same ugly but not sure my ugly would be Florida State I think the final play call for Jordan Travis was horrendous I think that he was Personally, I think Coach Norville might have been pandering to. Well, you guys shouldn't just be playing for like a simple field goal. You need playing, to win, get a touchdown, all the things. And we're trying to force the issue and kind of make Jordan Travis the hero. When at the end of the day, you know kickers mess up, but we got we got to give a little more confidence to our kicking team, our special teams, than that. And I, it's it's tough to see that because they were really, you know, in position to just you know put it away when it was all said and done, and came up short.
1: You know, that that play call um, absolutely was was a just a travesty, uh, especially when you had um, when you had Jordan travesty, Travis. Yeah. Was
0: that travesty with a no pun intended?
1: That No pun intended. No. Pun okay, intended. Okay. But Jordan Travis had been going off with his legs all game. It was like NC State forgot that he could run the ball well because they were like, oh, he's throwing it good this year. So we don't really need to focus on his legs. And he said, you don't need to focus on what? Um, but in all seriousness, this was this was a moment where like that play call made sense in the full context of you don't trust your kicker and you've had kicker issues and all that. But even still, like there's a part of me that's just like, I mean, you got to trust a scholarship guy to do a scholarship guy thing. You gotta trust them and say, you know, hey, you're here to kick the ball. I don't care what problems you've had. Okay, sure. We can't trust you from 50-55. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm gonna still give you a shot.
0: I'm gonna stick weird. beside it because look, D- Dave Dorn, perfect example, sticking beside Chris Dunn, who's had a whirl of a career when it comes to kicking and being a college kicker. And we all know the things, the pressure, the threats, and he's still stuck beside him, and he's had a great season. You stick I, beside I
1: him yet this year? I ain't you stick
0: yet. beside him. You you show the vote of confidence, especially even in game. I know it's probably high stress, and you want to get the dub but you got to stick beside the guy who can make kicks in his sleep nine times out of 10. Yes. He probably was like seven out of 10 on the game. If you were giving him, you know, odds percents and probabilities, but I just felt like why force the issue, force the touchdown situation when you don't have to.
1: Right. Right. I a hundred percent agree. I a hundred percent agree. I I understand. And uh, you know, I, I had to find an ugly on the fly here and I'll, Wait, ahead. can I do
0: one more ugly? Can I do one more ugly? Go for it. Go. For all my Seminoles fans who like to give me my mentions and send me Jordan Travis, I, you, you know, know? Gross. <laughs> and people who like to be in my mentions, talking about him being a stellar quarterback and all the things. Y'all might have, I ain't heard from y'all in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know when to add me in. They
1: were leaving thumbs downs him. on Locked On Wolfpack this week. I had never seen so many thumbs downs on Locked On Wolfpack. As in what? What what you say F
0: me for? What did I do? I gave y'all lots of credit and love. What's you, you know. It's crazy how oh, y'all quiet. I ain't heard I ain't heard a mumbling word from a Seminoles fan in a minute. So I just want to know where y'all at. Like, mm. hey, my mentions is still the same. My name's still the same on Twitter. You know, my name's still the same in the YouTube comments. Like, come on, y'all, y'all big and loud. And then I can just talking about Duke. Y'all was all on my head talking about why would she even say Duke's having a good season? Blah, 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 blah. Y'all couldn't let me live. Okay. I ain't seen I ain't
1: seen you. Mm. All right.
0: Okay. All, the, all oh, those, okay.
1: all those college football fans down there. And you know, the, the, uh, there was, uh, the assistant pastor in my church was is also from down that way. And, and he said, Oh, I, you know, when I think about state, I think about the real state, which is Florida state. And I said, well, the scoreboard said the real state was NC State last night, so I'm, Hello. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't. I mean, I guess y'all lost to the fake state, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? It, Is this
0: thing on? Where my Where my camera at? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I feel like. Just y'all real talk tough, but y'all really running high when, you know, rubber meet the road now. I'm just whole
1: saying. Lot of, whole lot of barking. Whole lot of chopping. You got to back it up. You got to back it up.
0: Nah. They sold a lot of old tickets, and they could not cash in. But needless to say, what was your ugly? You know, <laughs> refurbished,
1: you know, I'm, I'm going to let you go, because you know what? We had two uglies and that's what we normally go with. And so we just going to rock out with those two ugly because I agree. Right. Again, I have never seen a group of fans be that unruly towards me during the week.
0: I, I have never. I've never seen a group Good of fans be so unruly off of like one comment and they hold it on your head. But Clemson then.
1: fans, Clemson fans weren't that bad to me at all. Texas Tech fans were amazing. Shout out to Texas Tech fans, Red Raider Nation, y'all are cool people. They was like, Yeah, I'm glad that you gave our team some love and shout us out and all this. And the, you know, you know, I actually, when I did the position by position breakdown, I said, by and away, Florida State has a ton of talent on that team. They yes, have they a ton, they have a ton of position groups that absolutely stomp out what we have did they show me any love because of that did they say well it makes sense no just you forgot to talk about we had fumble issues against wake forest well why do you think i may get two turnovers one of the ken's keys smart guy why do you think i did that
0: listen and you know at the end of the day syracuse fans were on my head one episode in ain't heard from them since they love me now right we're all family but florida state I just, I love that we could take this last two minutes and just rag on your fans because I think at the end of the day, y'all could talk big, but make sure you also concede and you have a little bit of, you know what, my bad, no ownership. That's what it is. That's your problem. No ownership.
1: A little bit of accountability. Because you're,
0: you're about to have a little pay, another payout session with another coach. Ooh, ooh.
1: Two payouts. Can we payout? talk about it? I don't, I don't know if they can afford a second payout. I don't know if they can afford Listen. a second payout now. Y'all
0: boosters better be figuring it out, getting them getting the pennies
1: together. Yeah, yeah, what did young Jesus say? It's a recession. Everybody broke. Okay. <laughs> they ain't got. I don't know if they got two payouts and paying new coach money. Because that's the worst part about it. If you just have to do the two payouts and the new coach came for free for a certain amount of time and then you pay them on the end, you'll be all right, but you know, man. They ain't getting the, uh, they ain't getting prime from VI from love uh for cheap. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they ain't getting them for cheap. So
0: Ain't nobody trying to get paid off in stipends and want-tos and hope me's and figure it out on the back ends. Ain't nobody doing that in college football. So, you know, at the end of the day, I want them to be successful. I think they have still have a good road ahead of them. They definitely have had a better season to me than people thought. Like they've started out well. They definitely have beat teams that I wasn't expecting them to beat. I think this Atlantic division has just proved itself to be very challenging. And anytime you go in a dogfight against an Atlantic division rival, you're going to have to fight tooth and nail for sure.
1: You know, as much as people talk about different divisions or different, you know, conferences, you know, quote unquote cannibalizing each other and all that, if you look at the, uh, oh God, where's that sound coming from? Anyway, if you look at the Atlantic and what they are this year, I mean, top to bottom now, you've got Clemson at the top, you've got NC State behind them, you've got Wake Forest after that, you've got Syracuse after that, that is four teams. That are solid, and then you bring in Florida State, who, I mean, hey, they, Florida State. While they lost this last game in disappointing fashion, they've been good all year. They just happen to run into a terrible matchup, and the, their best thing that they do—the three-headed monster in the running uh, in the backfield—you went up against one of the best run defenses in the nation. Like, that's yep. just, you know, yep. right? there's not too much you can do about that. And and then when you go through the rest of the Atlantic again, you're just seeing more and more teams that make it very clear this is not a game this is not a joke uh the, the bottom half of the atlantic yes they, you're looking at a this little. this is bit a joke. game this is a joke <laughs> but, but that's the thing I, and not let me not even say the bottom half the bottom two in the atlantic boston college and louisville those are the only two where you can go ahead and pencil in a w that's that's it everybody yeah. else in that top 5 the uh, do you can you pencil in the W against Florida State this year? No. Can you pencil in the W against Wake Forest this year? No. Can you pencil in the W against uh, NC State this year? No. Syracuse this year? No. Uh, Clemson this year? Y- you might as well pencil in the other thing if your offense ain't going to do nothing. I'll tell you that right now. I, ask me how I know. Ask me how I know if your offense don't do nothing for long enough. You might as well pencil that L in against Clemson. Ask me.
0: Yeah, mean,
1: then, yeah, for sure. So, you know, You got a conference made up of seven teams and five of them are absolute buzzsaws.
0: That's that's that just makes you excited for what's to come in terms of getting rid of divisions and the opportunity for a Florida State to redeem themselves potentially, or a Syracuse or a Wake Forest or an NC State. Like you get to see Clemson again. You know, I think that's what's making me excited about the future because you don't have to just have Oh, well, coastal figures it out. They just beat each other up and they get demolished in the ACC championship. You get to have a really good championship opportunity
1: absolutely, absolutely I wholeheartedly agree and um this year again the the we always talk about coastal chaos and the fact that they're not quite on par with the uh with the Atlantic, but I mean uh, do you know who's technically second in the coastal right now Duke Mm-mm. North carolina. Nope, North Carolina is first. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Georgia <laughs> Tech is second in the Coastal right now. Stop uh, it. Yeah. A yeah. team that fired their coach midseason is technically second in your, your division. That's tough. Ooh. That's tough. Listen, I, I love J.J. Jackson. I don't know what y'all talk about every day besides the fact that, like, are we going to be okay? Is everything <laughs> all right
0: over here? cuz this is just <laughs> Well, we'll get an opportunity to talk about Virginia Tech that's for sure. Guys come back tomorrow we'll have more discuss GBU Tuesday we're talking about Coastal Teams Miami. What's going on big dog? I just want to have a little conversation. You know what I'm saying? North teams Carolina there in Florida. Florida.
1: The, Them ACC Florida fan bases they they was real rowdy. They was real They're looking you know, funny the in the light. The girls like the tussle. The and now, now they're looking it,
0: funny in the light, they looking real funny in the light. Kenton Gibbs, mm-hmm. always a pleasure to have you here. Can you please remind these folks to where they can find you, follow your work?
1: Absolutely. Wherever you are hearing or watching this podcast, you can find me at Locked On Wolfpack. Had to trot out a little bit of a victory lap today because there were certain members of Wolfpack Nation that had written Jordan Houston off, and now look—he's the leading rusher and receiver on the team in the last game. Hmm. Good to see. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can find me uh, there. And you can find me on Twitter at lo underscore wolfpack as well as tgif underscore ken. But please be aware, you're getting Kenton, the man, not the sports broadcaster or sports analyst there.
0: No doubt about it, guys. Come back tomorrow. We appreciate you as always for listening to not only our show but all the shows across Locked On, Pod- Locked on Podcast Network for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.